Alabama. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Hey, y'all, be sure to catch Exploding Head Movies Mondays at 7th at CITR. <laughs> and I was going to do the FM, but... All right. Take two. All right. <laughs> hey, y'all, make sure to catch... <laughs> All right, I got to make it convincing. <laughs> Hi, y'all. What y'all doing
Good evening. And a pleasant Monday evening to you, wherever you may be. And welcome to yet another episode of Exploding Head Movies, the first of 2018. This is your cinematically inspired program here found on Vancouver's mostly dry, mostly warm, always cozy radio station, CITR. Your voice of UBC here on 11.9 FM, no matter how much is pitched lower than usual. We broadcast at 590 watts from unceded Musqueam territory from the student nest here on campus, and our signal takes us throughout the lower mainland of British Columbia, from Squamish to Bellingham, west across the Salish Sea, and then east into the Fraser Valley. In all these places, and wherever else the internet takes you, you can find us on the web at www.citr.ca. My name is Gak, and we'll be doing all manners of wonderful stuff here for the next hour and 45 minutes here. So keep your receivers on. Check out what the fireman's up to. And see what golden globes drop on us as the bombs blow up underneath us. Phone number for the station for those of you listening live is 604-822-2487. Do keep it short and sweet and to the point. Long giving me ample time to rest up the voice. You can email anytime, radiofreegack at gmail.com. Exploding Head Movies is on Facebook, under its given name, Tumblr somewhat pokily. On Twitter, at 100 Air, and then on Instagram, it is Biopic Man. So Happy New Year. Hope you had a swell and not-so-frosty holiday season. Whether you were celebrating Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Saturnalia, Yule, or wherever else near and dear to your heart as the calendar year changes I did have lofty plans to sneak into the station last Monday, which was New Year's Day, but they were thwarted by cancelled flights since I was in Southern Ontario. Could have landed in time to do the show, but the show did not exist yet in really any day for. Of course, I was quite sick, and did have to catch up with some people upon my return. The class is back in session the winter term here at UBC. And since I missed last week's goal, we're going to do our annual recap to the year past, a little later than usual. So instead of a best of, what we tend to do is focus on a review of sorts to some of the music that defined the past 12 months. Because two hours isn't enough time to share all my favorite songs. I intentionally do not want to play any of the songs I have played for you during that time. We have a little bit less time to work with this time around, so... I had to leave out a lot of acts that felt worthy of inclusion, but I will pepper those songs throughout the next few months as 2018 starts picking up steam. So, normally in weird calendar years, I try to do this earlier in December, but this time around, felt early. I had other programming ideas to take care of. But it is the eighth day of the new year. We're still thinking a little bit of last year, even though we look to the future. So amongst some of the music that find 2017, we'll also dive into the return of the TV series Twin Peaks. And after almost 25 years, David Lynch and Mark Frost's show returned to Showtime as a limited season of 18 episodes. And it featured a wide array of quality music, 
So we'll listen to selections from three of the Associates soundtracks, including some of the bands that played at the fictional Roadhouse, some of Angelo Badalamente's score since he did come back, along with Dean Hurley's sound design. We started the show off with Timber Timber and Blue Nuit, and that's off 2017's Sincerely Future Pollution. That their sixth album, which came out last April. And the band, if you're curious, is named after a cabin they recorded outside Bob Cajun, Ontario, back before the 2006 debut Cedar Shakes. Timber Tamber toured a plenty, and they have a festival gig in Fredericton, New Brunswick, later this month, the appropriately named Shivering Songs Festival. And for those of you in the Lower Mainland who have been spared the wonderful weather east of the Rockies, or even north of us, um, basically everything else is almost like an Arctic tundra. So my time in Thunder Bay, Waterloo, and Toronto, I was wearing long johns 24-7. First time in decades. Of course, hanging out with uh, some of my nieces and nephews acquired a bit of a cold. That's why I sound so awesome. In the background, this is Colin Stetson from last year's All This I Do for Glory. Spindrift. We'll continue playing for a few more seconds here. And the saxophonist also recently collaborated with XI. He put out a sidetrack through the Adult Swim Singles program which is now available all year, but only in a streaming format. And he worked on a couple scores. Hubert Carangwai's Destieros, and he performed on one of the anthology episodes of Philip K. Dick's Electric Dreams. Stetson is set to work on another score, and that's Ari Aster's horror film Hereditary, which will be debuting at Sundance later this month. We still need to fully sort out all the score work that he has done, since a lot of it has not been formally released. So... So we jiggle things around here with what our previous plans were. Uh, we're going to deal with uh, one act who had a breakout year with her debut album, Take Me Apart, and that's Kalela. Full name is Kalela Mazana Christos out of Washington, D.C. And after years of mixtapes, EPs, and guest appearances, uh, she did put out Take Me Apart, although it took four years to assemble. Features some collaborations with Ariel Pink, Cues, and Arca. The latter of which not only put out his first album using vocals, a self-titled wonder that uh, you should definitely listen to, and uh, not going to hear this time around, but later this year. But he also worked on Björk's latest album, Utopia. Something else I have to share with you since that came out in this December. So this will be Kelala with a title track to take me apart. You are now listening to Exploding Hit Movies Live from the realms of Studio A of the rested little station that you know and love as CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Even in the morning When they wake you got the ghost Let me tell you one thing I'm about to overflow Boy, you don't know my bed Well, tonight you might find out Open up you're in this no way out Are you a river? And this river's slowing down Now where you wind up Cross my water till you drown I feel it, baby Tell me what so I know how I've been out, baby So you can take me 
From his third album, Drunk, that was Thundercat. An appropriate title. DUI. 
and the super bassist known to family as Steven Bruner at a mighty fine 2017. He toured relentlessly, played twice here in Vancouver, first at the Rickshaw in February, and then again at the Commodore in September. And he kept up his surreal mixture of yachty vocals, free jazz playing, and disturbing visuals. And on drunk, he even managed to get Kenny Loggins and Michael McDonald to appear on one track to reclaim their smooth roots. Also appearing on Drunk was the rapper that uh, Thundercats worked with extensively. Someone else who put out a Wicked album this past year. And something else I sadly won't be able to share anything off of for this episode, mostly because I think I've played half of that album for you already. That's Kendrick Lamar. Damn. Tragic, as it were. In the background, this is Kiefer with the title track to his debut album, Kicking It Alone. And Kiefer is the first name of Kiefer Shackleford, Californian keyboardist and beatmaker. Has some connections to Stone's Throw, but he put out Kicking It Alone through Leaving Records. And the entire album, super fun and chill, much like what we're hearing here. And honestly, this track has been bumping on my playlists all of 2017. Well, seven months of it, as it were, since it came out in the spring. But never made the final cut, at least until now, but expect more soon from Kiefer. Now, if you got the Golden Globes last night, uh, the 75th Annual Awards were bestowed by the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. And in contrast to the stoic and staid Oscars, the Globes tend to be a little looser and more relaxed since, in part, it features separate categories for dramas, comedies, and television. But everyone is sitting together around tables booze flows a little bit more copiously. Now, in honor of the Me Too movement, there was a lot of emphasis about women standing up to oppressive power structures, perpetuated by the disgraces of Harvey Weinstein and his ilk. Shout out to Natalie Portman for indicating that all the director nominees were male. Greta Gerwig, director of Lady Bird, definitely denied there, even though Ladybird picked up at least three awards, as it were. Of course, everyone's talking about Oprah Winfrey and her speech upon winning at the Cecil B. DeMille Award for Lifetime Achievement. And of course, hopefully, people are able to jump on the appropriate challenges that she's issued to everyone. So hopefully she runs in 2020. At least to give some spark to the Democrats. Because at this point, we know the bar is loaded on for president now. Everyone should go for it. The big winner from the Golden Globes last night was three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Uh, something that Gavin Walker, host of the jazz show following Exploding Head Movies, has attested as being an outstanding movie. And it picked up four billboards. I mean, four statues. Best Dramatic Film, Best Actress for Frances McDormand, Best Supporting Actor for Sam Rockwell, and Best Screenplay by Martin McDonough. On the music side, Alexander Desplat won his score for Guillermo del Toro's The Shape of Water. And that film was nominated for seven awards in total. And I'm betting the Academy itself will be leaning towards that score. So I do have it queued up, but part of me is waiting for the Oscar nominations before sharing it with you. And then uh, for Best Original Song, uh, Benj Pashek and Justin Paul won for their composition, This Is Me, from the musical The Greatest Showman. So... 
We'll find out whether there are going to be locks in their equivalent categories for the Oscars, since uh, the voting structures are definitely different. But we'll see how it goes. Uh, nominations for the 90th Academy Awards close this Friday. And the nominees will be announced Tuesday, January 23rd. As usual, here on Exploding Head Movies, once those nominees have been announced, we'll do our annual profiles on the nominated songs and scores leading up to the award presentation on Sunday, March 4th. Because on March 5th, we'll then listen to the winners. Now let's get back into some of the bounty that 2017 has offered. And Blue Hawaii put out their third album, Tenderness, this past October. It's the Montreal duo of uh, Raphael Standel and Alexander Kirby. Although they'll give away the aliases of Ra and Agor as they deal with the modern theme of how communication has allowed for long-distance relationships to work, but somehow crippling them close up. Mixing some wonderful house with dream pop here. Tenderness lives up to its name. So this will be Blue Hawaii with Free at last. You're listening to Exploding Hit Movies here on CITR 11.9 FM in Vancouver. Thank you. 
Proximity to the arts is cleansing for the soul. If there's any lesson we can take from High School Musical, it's that the arts are a vital part of any community. Join the CATR Arts Collective to see movies, theater, dance, or live comedy shows and share your thoughts on air. The Arts Report airs every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Email volunteer at citr.ca to get involved.
Project Pablo from his latest 12-inch, Hope You're Well. That was, Is It Dry? Project Pablo is the alias of Patrick Holland, a former Vancouverite, current Montrealer, and he's been busy over the past few years putting out releases galore. Found it on 1080p, his own label, named after the street in Montreal he lives, Beaubien West. Hope You're Well came out through the Technicolor label. Project Pablo will be in town this weekend with two other outstanding DJs, D. Tiffany and DJ D.D. this Saturday, January 13th. Originally, the show was going to take place at the Vancouver Arts and Leisure on Railway Street, but a couple days ago, there was a fire that was outside, set outside by some porta-potties, which caused some extensive damage to the exterior some damage to the interior. So right now the show has been moved to the Beaumont Studios on West 5th Avenue. So tickets acquired for the Saturday show will still be honored. But the catch is, since Beaumont Studios is smaller, tickets are going to be even more limited. So last I saw on Facebook a few hours ago, there's still about 20 plus tickets available. Although uh, the ones available only for $20 for the early birds down to like a handful or less now so check out the facebook event page to get information on how to get the tickets show starts late goes even later particular to the vancouver arts and leisure otherwise known as val there is a gofundme campaign to help get it up and running again as i said the good news is most of the fire damage was on the exterior but a lot of expenses need to be dealt with for getting the place back up to code includes things like security cleaning making sure of smoke damage all the appropriate stuff you expect from arson last i saw on their campaign to get ten thousand dollars to help with repairs they're over four thousand at this point so whatever help you can give greatly appreciated for such an important part of the vancouver cultural community Behind me, this is Daphne, and from its second release, Jolie Mai, this is Carry On. Daphne is one of the alias that Dan Snaith uses. Primary one that we know is Caribou, formerly Manitoba. And uh, tracks from Jolie Mai were previewed on a recent Fabric Live mix, allowing it an idea of what he was getting into. Since a lot of Fabric Live tries to deal with music that's not found elsewhere, so Snaith decided to preview what he was up to. And yeah, Jolie Mai came out just a few months ago. We'll continue with our Exploding Head movies look back at 2017 with former local hero Mac DeMarco, and he had another big year. Amongst his moving around, he now settles in Los Angeles, and he picked up some synthesizers. Also of note, recently he sold his old couch online, not playing very many shows. So, from his most recent album, last year's This Old Dog, this will be DeMarco, with watching him fade away. Haven't got the guts to call him up. around as if you never cared in the first place 
Ladies and gentlemen, we have entered a sound stage at CITR Studio for a visit with the folks who are directing the exciting young star Dama, Dora, and guest Ben. The Real World. <laughs> the Real World is the UBC Film Society's radio show. We talk about events, actors, directors, and genres. We come up with most of the genres. And that's what makes it so jazzy. It's a lot of fun and games, except not that many games. <laughs> if you think you can handle all of this, tune in Fridays from 11 to 12 on CITR 101.9 FM. Shout out to Ed Norton!
representing Philadelphia, but sounding like Ashbury Heights, New Jersey. That was the war on drugs with Holding On. That's off their latest album, A Deeper Understanding. Kurt Vile used to be a member many moons ago, but since then, the sextets, there's the war on drugs, have somehow gotten more anthemic, remaining kind of hazy, although I always appreciate hearing a glockenspiel now and then. Totally sounds like Springsteen there. War on Drugs continue to tour. They're hitting Australia and New Zealand next, along with this year's Coachella, which was recently announced. You just get the sense now that the festivals, they appear, whether it's Bonnaroo, Lollapalooza, Coachella. The ones that are surviving are almost all the same now. Because at this point, the festivals, think about what happened to Squamish and Pemberton. It's all local stuff now. At least here in Vancouver, you think about the Folk Festival on Jericho Beach. You think about Music Waste in June, all throughout the eastern, uh, downtown east side. People soldier on. And those two festivals definitely sound distinct. Now, the background here, this is Ryuchi Sakamoto from 2017's Async. This is Stakra. Concerning a few years ago, he was convalescing after fighting some cancer. And some talk that you retire, but over the past two or so years, the former Yellow Magic Orchestra man has increased his output mightily, coming back with his contributions to the scores of the 2015 film The Revenant. He's worked on a few film scores since then. Currently, what's on the docket looks quite busy. And there's now a remix album for Async featuring acts like Cornelius, Survive, and all manners of newer acts or producers inspired by that soothing Japanese minimalist sound. Definitely a sound that I played a lot throughout 2017. You have to admit, last year was a, quite the anxious year. I always appreciate how my subconscious always tries to alleviate matters sometimes by calming sounds. Now, Vancouver itself had a solid 2017 musically. And uh, unfortunately, this playlist can only barely attest to what has happened that the city had offered for you. Think of acts like Louise Burns, who popped up on Exploding Head Movies Live this past spring. The return of The Evaporators, featuring Nardwar the Human Serviette. The end of the band Peace. The joy of the latest album by Japan Droids. Acts like Brastronaut. Saratovachi, White Poppy, Fond of Tigers, Needles Pins, and many more. But at the very least, I will offer you the Courtney's. The trio so influenced by the 1980s Dunedin sound that for their sophomore album, handily titled Two in Roman Numerals, they signed to the legendary New Zealand label Flying Nun. That sounds totally appropriate for that. And at some point, one of my resolutions is to dig up through some of the playlists that I haven't been able to share over almost 10 years now. So, do need to do something for God's own there. From two, these are the Courtney's with a song called Tour. You're listening to Exploding Hemis here, live on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver, online at www.citr.ca, from Adut Seated Musqueam Territory.
just at Shindig. That was a really inspiring set. CATR and Discorders Battle of the Bands. They've been hosting it pretty much all year at the Hastings Mill Brewing Company, formerly known as Pass Pub, every Tuesday night. It's the semis. Yeah, well, there are 27 bands and 27 winners, but these guys really aren't playing around to take the Shindig crown from last year's winner, Little Sprout. Yeah, coming out. You could win a free beer at Jokes for Beers and watch these bands battle it out for some rad prizes provided by our sponsors. Silver Fox Postering, Nimbus Recording, Cannery Brewery, Pandora's Box, Fatermaster Studios, Rain City Recorders, Mint Records, Music Quest, Live from Thunderbird Radio Hill, Hastings Mill Brewing Company, Six Cent Press, Blue White Studios, and Print Print. Uh, first round of semis is January 9th. It's Board Decor, KMVP, and these guys starting at 7.30. Yeah, see you there.
I always forget that there's that denouement after that song. From their sophomore release, Anti-Socialites, that was always. And you spell the W with two Vs. The song was Plimsoll Punks, referring to the flat shoes that some people wear. Always toured extensively last year, but they didn't visit Vancouver. But that will be remedied this April when they hit up the Commodore. As we get closer to that date, we'll definitely share more music from that album. Wonderful mix of Toronto shoegaze. Just the tiniest bit Celtic folk. Just because there are some roots to Cape Breton with the band there. Meanwhile, behind me, this is Gas with the first track off of Narco Pop. This song is simply known as Narco Pop 1. And Gas is one of the aliases that Cologne's Wolfgang Voigt uses. He's also recorded as Mike Inc., Studio One, Grunger Man, amongst at least 30 other projects. But he'd been dormant for about 15 years before returning this year on the Compact label, which then wisely chose to release all his 90s material, which originally came out on the Mille Plateau label. Now let's talk about some of the soundtracks that came out this week, and actually a couple that came out last week as well. So these are some of the first things you can find in stores or online for 2018. As new releases go, Matthew Herbert did the music for A Fantastic Woman, and that's out through Milan Records. Daniel Pemberton's been busy. He's working on Aaron Sorkin's directorial debut, Molly's Game. That's out through Sony Classical. Brian McComber, his music from The Strange Ones is out through Wayfind Records. A soundtrack that a lot of people have been anticipating for a while comes out this week from Radiohead, Johnny Greenwood. And he does the score for Paul Thomas Anderson's latest film and potentially Daniel Day-Lewis's final film acting, Phantom Thread. So brace for that. It was nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Original Score, but did lose to Alexander Desplat's The Shape of Water. Expect... This time around, I think the Academy, Academy will recognize Greenwood. If not, we'll profile it sooner rather than later. Other soundtracks, Rolf Kent, the music for Downsizing. And that's available through Water Tower Music. Dario Maranelli's back, and he did the score for Paddington 2. That's out this week through Decca Records. And then Rokbanos scores the latest Liam Neeson potentially his final action here, called The Commuter. And that's out through Varessa's Saraband. As re-releases go, there's a wide mix of stuff here from the campy side of thing. Don Davis's score from Hyperspace. A limited edition of a thousand copies of through Dragon's Domain. Gabriel Yarrod is back with the score to the French movie Si tu voyais sans coeur. That's out through Nord-West Films. Volume 2 of the... Well, at least a collection of some of the music from Star Trek Deep Space Nine. An edition of 3,000 units is available through La La Land Records. For those of you who pine for the days of Beverly Hills Cop, Axel F., as it were, Harold Faltermeyer, his score from The Thief of Hearts. He's joined by various artists, and that's the rest of Saraband. And then Christopher Willis provided music 
from the recent satire, The Death of Stalin. Now we'll head to Ottawa next, though uh, this band has named themselves after a French town, and they do call Toronto home. They're called Metz with a Z. They're loud, and accordingly for their third album, Strange Peace, they've tapped the notorious Steve Albini to produce. And this trio really punches above the belt this time around and prepare to be floored with how they sound now. So embrace triple time again. This will be Metz with Mess of Wires.
Without the help and support of our friends, we here at CITR wouldn't be able to bring you all the great music, art, cinema, and culture that you love. Thanks to the long-standing support from the Rio Theatre, we are able to keep you informed on all the great artists, films, and everything else coming to town there. For all the current information about who and what's playing at the Rio Theatre, visit their website at www.riotheatre.ca. Moving Masses by Akrin from a single that came out 2017 through the Antivastin label. And Karin is a Syrian Armenian American composer and singer based in Los Angeles. But she taps into her childhood growing up in Aleppo for her music, combining operatic elements with powerful production. And of course, referring to a hometown that barely exists now in the midst of the Syrian civil war. Björk went gaga over Karin's opera of light. And of light was co-written with Samantha Shea, who was under the mentorship of the powerful performance artist Marina Abramovich. And Karin was one of the big discoveries I had in 2017. So it wasn't just all weird 80s Japanese new wave synths. 
Under the background here, Johnny Jewel, the man behind the Italians Do It Better label. Acts like glass candy. This is the title track to an album that came out this past May called Windswept. With some allusion at the time to connecting to the return of Twin Peaks. Later confirmed to be part of the soundtracks because Jewel worked with David Lynch and Mark Frost for the music. And in a way, it's become sort of a fourth pseudo soundtrack that was released this year in the wake of the 18-episode limited series that ran on Showtime. So Lynch and Frost returned to the small Washington state town based on their early 90s ABC drama that hit a nerve about an FBI investigation into a teen's murder. Starring Kyle McLaughlin. And what unfolded originally as a small-town quirky soap opera featured many elements of surreal horror elements and twisted humor about what happened to Laura Palmer as Agent Dale Cooper investigated. At the time, it lasted two seasons, along with a highly controversial prequel, Fire Walk With Me, that came out on the big screen. But the cult of Twin Peaks persisted, and upon rumors a couple years ago that a third season would finally pop up this past May, it did. All episodes were directed by David Lynch. And it sort of picked up somewhat from where things left off at the end of episode 29, where Cooper had been locked in the Black Lodge. as an evil doppelganger, dubbed Mr. C, kept up to no good throughout the U.S. The story expanded from the town of Twin Peaks to parts of South Dakota, Las Vegas, Philadelphia, and New York. Many of the regulars from the TV series returned. Some didn't. Other due to age, them leaving acting, or then death. And some of the actors actually died during or after filming, which made for a mournful watching at times, knowing what had happened to the log lady and Agent Albert Rosenfield. And one of the other sort of big departures is someone who would have been celebrating their 71st birthday today. Mr. David Bowie, who played Agent Philip Jeffries. Jeffries returned in Twin Peaks The Return, but not in his original form. And the abstraction went further. So think of all the parallel storylines that came up throughout the uh, series. New characters, new stories, and the interesting threads that are picked up along the way. But the music came back, and Twin Peaks featured many artists who were big fans of Twin Peaks. And, of course, David Lynch, as a musician himself, offered things up to various acts. So the Roadhouse, otherwise known as the Bang Bang Bar, featured many of the artists influenced by Lynch. Uh, and you actually caught some of the bands performing, usually towards the end of the episode, at the local bar, including the Nine Inch Nails, Hudson Mohawk, Sharon Van Etten, Oliva Simone, Eddie Vedder, and Julie Cruz, amongst others. We'll shortly listen to one of the acts that actually played at the Roadhouse, but uh, we'll listen to a song by a Nashville rock band headed up by Jesse Wilson and Callie North, which was remixed by David Lynch. They're known as the Muddy Magnolias, and uh, this 2015 single was remixed by David Lynch. The song did not appear on their 2016 debut, Broken People. 
And this was the song that introduced us to one of Kyle MacLachlan's characters. So, from Twin Peaks, the limited event series soundtrack. I'm going to put that as a qualifier because the song we'll hear after comes from a separate soundtrack release. And I'll distinguish between the two afterwards. Marie Magnolia is here with a David Lynch remix of American Woman.
Hailing from Rock Island, Illinois, born Elizabeth Corin Morris. Everyone knows her as Lissy. That song was the pseudo title track to her 2016 album My Wild West. But appearing on music from the limited event series of Twin Peaks, that was the Roadhouse mix of Wild West. She played on one of the episodes in the middle of the uh, 
series. Aviv, right after probably the most notorious episode in there. I'll refer to that later on once we play some music from that episode. And behind me, this is one of the other acts that played at the Roadhouse. It's known as Trouble. And this appears, again, from music from the limited event series. This is Trouble, Snake Eyes. Trouble is the trio of David Lynch's son, Riley, Alex Zhang Huntai, who we used to know as Dirty Beaches, and then Dean Hurley on drums, who I will get into shortly. Now, there's two primary soundtracks that came out for Twin Peaks the Limited Event series. There's the soundtrack that actually features the music that kind of plays in the background for most of what's going on, and the music from the Limited Event series, which focuses more on the live acts that played. Tied to the former, there'll be Angelo Badalamente, and he came back to help out with the score. Of course, all of us know his famous theme, which came back in an abbreviated form. And then other songs like Laura Palmer's theme, Audrey's Dance, and all the sort of jazzy vibes that you pick up on the organ. Per usual, Battlemente worked without a script. He collaborated closely with David Lynch, who was feeding my ideas, sometimes single words, and then seeing what would arise. A lot of Battlemente's music does appear on the soundtrack itself. Rather than play some of the themes you do know, I stuck with one longer form piece here, which does tie into the legendary episode 8. And this gives the Giants a name. There's Angelo Battlemente from Twin Peaks, season 3. This will be Fireman.
the Twin Peaks limited event series soundtrack. We heard Angelo Badalamente there with the Fireman from episode 8, which is also home to this track in the background. Instant favorite amongst some folks. This is David Lynch and Dean Hurley collaborating together. What seems to be a jiggered around octagon disc demo of a big band beat slowed down and morphed almost like the work of the British producer The Caretaker. This is the slow 30s room and episode 8 constitutes a watermark in Twin Peaks The Return as it almost tries to account for how everything in Twin Peaks happened back in 1956 referring to the White Lodge. But overall, Twin Peaks, the return was contentious in many ways because a lot of people were expecting the quirky soap opera that they uh, watched originally in the 90s, but most of the elements that constituted the return was the prequel, 1992's Firewalk With Me, which we profiled on Exploding Head Movies back in May of 2017 in the lead-up towards the TV series. But you have to sort of think back about David Lynch's recent films. And we're going to talk about something off of his final film so far, 2006's Inland Empire, which marks the first time that uh, David Lynch worked with Dean Hurley, since I referred to him once before regarding the band Trouble. Because uh, Lynch has been working with Hurley now for 12 years since they worked on Inland Empire. Hurley is a sound editor and mixer, and he runs the Asymmetrical Studio with David Lynch, and they've been doing that since Inland Empire. Hurley's worked with Lynch for various films, commercials, and music, since, in case you didn't know, David Lynch actually does have four albums to his name. Hurley also has done production for Licky Lee, Dirty Beaches, again with a trouble connection there and then Zola Jesus, who herself put out an outstanding album in 2017. So I wanted to share music from with you, but didn't have this time to go around. For Twin Peaks The Return, Hurley provided a lot of the ambient music using his sound design, using analog techniques. And there's a lot of wonderful music that you hear here, but mostly on the noise side. And he put out an album in August as a prelude towards what was uh, the two primary soundtracks. It's called Anthology Resource Volume 1. Of course, it uses two triangles to indicate the Twin Peaks connection. And it came out through Sacred Bones. So a lot of this you did hear in Twin Peaks, The Return. I'll listen to three cuts here. This will be Dean Hurley starting off with the night electricity theme before we hear the crackle of Electricity 1.
So, from Anthology Resource Volume 1, featuring a lot of the sound design from Twin Peaks, The Return, we are Dean Hurley there with Night Electricity Theme, then The Crackle of Electricity 1, dealing with one of the recurring motifs throughout the series about power lines carrying something sinister, especially since there is a connection to Electricity and the Black Lodge. And then we heard a bit of Eastern European Symphonic Mood number one. Kind of ties in part to some of the music that Dean Hurley provided for his first collaboration with David Lynch back in 2006 for the Inland Empire. Sacred Bones released Anthology Resource Volume 1. Available for pretty cheap since it's a short album. Not necessarily songs per se. Very much a window dressing type music. It's very cheap for $5. Otherwise, in the background, this is Chromatics, one of Johnny Jewel's bands, and they did play twice during Twin Peaks The Return. This is the instrumental version of their song, Saturday. And this appears on the limited event series soundtrack, which, like music from limited event series, both came out through Rhino Entertainment in September last year. Regarding the Golden Globes... Twin Peaks The Return was only marked for one nomination. That's Kyle MacLachlan for his acting, especially since he played at least three roles in the series. But he lost to Ewan McGregor in Fargo for Best Actor Miniseries or Television Film. Otherwise, Twin Peaks The Return came out on DVD and Blu-ray last month. As for talk about a season four, well, we had to wait 25 years for season three. Admittedly, it did take four and a half years for Lynch and Frost to write, film, and then edit what we saw on Showtime. So, never say never. But the series did leave off with room to explore. That's it for Exploding Head Movies this week. Coming up at 9, it is the Jazz Show with Gavin Walker. He will guide you to midnight, so stay tuned to CITR. For the return of a lot of the programming that you know and love for yet another year. If you missed any of this week's episode, just go to the Exploding Hit Movies show page, www.citr.ca. There's always Twitter. There's always Facebook. There's Tumblr. But you can email anytime, radiofreegack at gmail.com. Next week marks my 10th anniversary on air here at CITR. Originally, we were Radio Free Gak back 1 January 14th, 2008. So, in honor of that, well, we'll try to dig up some old stuff, but honestly, we'll sort of do a kind of a remix to a soundtrack. And our theme is going to be based around the 2002 film based on the Manchester music scene of the 80s and 90s. Prepare yourselves for the 24-hour party, people. Then, as the rest of 2018 goes, we'll get into more Stranger Things since Season 2 came out before Halloween, and of course the Oscars are coming up, so once the announcements are made for the nominees, expect your next six weeks of programming to be written in stone. One thing we would try to do for each of these year recaps is a song with the year in the title, and 2017 didn't naturally lend itself to something until recently, because Fortet put out an album called New Energy, and guess what this song is called? This is 2017. Take care of yourselves, Vancouver. I should be healthy next week as we try to party as best we party see ya
you 